This episode of the 614 Startups Podcast is brought to you by Ecove Capital. Are you a researcher or an inventor with a product or technology you want to commercialize and you're not quite sure how to get started? The team at Ecove can help you validate your idea, secure funding, and provide the support necessary to help your startup succeed. Check out Ecove Capital for more details. And Thompson Hine. Whether you just have an idea or a newly created startup or already working to scale, Thompson Hines' team of early and growth stage attorneys will provide you the support you need to get funded and succeed. Created to meet the needs and budgets of startups, Thompson Hines' quick launch has menu-based pricing and tons of great content. Visit thquicklaunch.com today. 614 Startups Nation, welcome to another episode of the 614 Startups Podcast. My name is Elio Harmon, your host, and we are live from Startup Weekend 2019. I'm Yasmin. I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio, in the Westchester area. Any of you from there? Yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah, so if you like go down 75 and you look to your left, you'd see um, this big mosque. And that's where I grew up. That was my second home. It was there that I really became passionate about service because in Islam, one of our five pillars is zakah, which means charity. And that's something that my family drove home. We volunteered all the time, whether it be the Ronald McDonald House, um, Matthew 25 Ministries, food pantries in Ramadan. It was always something that was a part of my core. And taking that with me to college was really important. And so when I applied to Ohio State through the Common App, which I'm sure a lot of you had to go through, there was this component that required you to list where you volunteered. And what I noticed was that a lot of my peers could get away with fluffing their hours. There was no accountability in that process. And I wanted to bring back accountability to volunteering. I wanted to make sure that students could find meaningful service opportunities and connect with those opportunities. And so I sat in a parking garage with my mom um, when I was here for interview weekend for my scholarship program. And we talked about coming up with an app on your phone where you could volunteer super easily and find organizations that we would be passionate about. And so that's where the idea was born. And after I got admitted to Ohio State University, I wanted to make it happen. I didn't want it to just be an idea. And that's where I got recommended to Startup Weekend. And I was fortunate enough to have it be powered by Google. So my admission was free. And I kind of just showed up and I had an idea and I wanted to see if people believed in it. And that's where I met my team. Um, Clayton's here. He's one of my team members. Yeah, Um, he's pretty great. That's where I met everyone. And from there, the rest is history, I guess. Yeah. All right. So you show up. And and what year was this? This is last year or the year before? Yeah, last year, my freshman year. Now it's a big step, right? You have this idea. Startup uh, Startup Weekend can be a little bit intimidating, Mm -hmm. right? Because you're coming on your own and you have to sell your ideas to other people, right? So what was your pitch? You had this thing in your mind. How did you get it out in a way that convinced people to join your team? So I was really big on the user-facing side of the app. And I love music. Uh, I use Spotify and Apple Music. I was an Apple Music user back then. And one of the things you had to do was press your interests in like the little bubbles and it would link you to your different like R&B or like anything, like anything you were interested in. So I wanted my app to kind of do that. And so I got up on stage and I said, 
What if there was a way to volunteer just like you select your music interests and you could find interests that match your own and track and verify your hours. And so I got up there and I pitched it. I think it was like a 60 second pitch. I was really nervous. My hands were like shaking. I had to hold them down, but. Yeah, and we're doing this in front of a live audience. So hey, listen, you're, you're up for any challenge, right? Yeah. Some people be freaking out right now. You're holding it together. <laughs> I'm trying to hold it together too. Most people don't realize, hey, no matter how many times you do it, when you get up there and the pressure's on, mm -hmm. And, and you have to perform, you have to do it despite the fact that you might be nervous. Right. So right. You, you pitch it, right? Mm -hmm. So volunteerism, we all understand we need to do it. We're all busy people, mm -hmm. and the world needs volunteers, right? right? Not just people who volunteer one off. Mm -hmm. So for someone like me, how does serve us, even if I have the desire, but I just can't find the time, how does your service or product or app help me? Kind of like how I talked about it matches your interests, like an like a music service. You would go on, say if I was interested in like animals, select that interest, and it'd link you to opportunities based on your time and your availability and what you want to do. And so it's pretty easy, unlike Google searching it or having to go through different third-party organizations. You can just do it yourself. You have it on your phone, and whenever you're available, you can just find an interest. Right. So I yeah. get that part. It's yeah. it's one once I like go out and I want to volunteer, okay. I, I kind of have, maybe I just go Red Cross. Uh -huh. I'll just give blood. Yeah. Right? But maybe the Red Cross is not the highest use of my of my time, even though it's a great thing to do. Right. So um, how, do, how, how would somebody like me who has a desire, has a passion for something, use this app? Is it, is it uh, am I going through like a series of questions and then you help suggest what might be a good fit? Am I understanding that right? Sort of. It's it's very simple. It's um, different, I guess, like topics that mm -hmm. you'd be interested in. And then that's how you get matched. But once you go there and once you volunteer, there's a component of it that brings meaning to the service that you do, which is journaling or rating the organization or taking pictures so that you engage with your volunteering rather than just going, completing a few hours, leaving, not really like reflecting on it. So it brings back that reflection. Okay. I don't know if I'm answering your question. You are. And and, it, and I'm going to continue to build on my understanding yeah. as we go. Yeah. But so this is at the product as it exists today. Yes. At the startup, at, at startup weekend, you know, was it built out at the end of the of the weekend as it is today, or have you had multiple iterations? What was it like at the end of Startup Weekend? So at the end of Startup Weekend, we had a prototype, um, something that you guys are all going to be coming up with too. And it was just wireframes, so it was just like different slides of what we wanted to see. But it wasn't until I worked hands-on with my developer to go through multiple iterations of what I wanted and what the actual problem was before it came to life. So Startup Weekend was just the idea form of that. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, so you're leading this team. People are jumping on board. Yeah. So you get through the pitch part of it, yeah. which is kind of one stage. Now you have to lead people. What was that experience like? Terrifying. My team is so diverse in age and culture and religion. And as a freshman at Ohio State, I didn't know how to lead people that were 10 years older than me. But... Having people that are just as passionate about your idea on your team really, really matters because if they can rally behind the cause, it doesn't matter if you aren't the most experienced. They want to see your vision and they want to make it happen with you. And I think that's one of the things I've learned from this whole process is that your team is there for you. Your team is there to build you and 
you're there to work with them. And so it didn't matter that I was the least experienced on the team. I felt at home with them. Right. Now, uh, you know, I watch a lot of Y Combinator. Mm -hmm. And one of the things they talk about choosing your co-founders is Mm -hmm. it's best to choose people you've known for an extended period of time. So your team are people that you're probably meeting for the first time. Yeah. You got to get used to all these personalities in like 48 hours. What is that process like when somebody on your team, yeah, they support you. Yeah, they want to help you, but they disagree with you. How do you manage that? So Clayton, who's in this room, um, <laughs> we disagreed the whole weekend. Okay. Um, he had a very different vision for the app than I did. And, you know, like at first it was hard because I wanted everyone to be on my page, but having someone who challenges your ideas really helps you grow because they push you and they they want to make sure that the path that you're taking is the right path if you're going to take it. So he like pulled me aside. He asked me a bunch of questions. Where did I see this going? Did I want to move move the idea past Startup Weekend? Um, how did I want to do it? And I needed that challenge. I needed someone to push me. I didn't need everyone to agree with me. And I think that like, like what you're saying with um, meeting people for the first time at this weekend was kind of great because they didn't know me and they wanted to make sure that the idea was correct. They didn't want to just go along with what I was saying. All right. Now, give me a, you you called out Clayton specifically. (laughs) Give me your most frustrating moment with Clayton that weekend, if you can remember it. Uh, There were a few. (laughs) Like our market, we completely disagreed on that. And I think we sat there and we talked for two hours about who we were going to go after and why. And I kept trying to come at him with my reasoning and he had completely different reasoning. And we weren't both wrong. Like neither of us were wrong. We were both right in different ways. And so I think that was very frustrating, but it pushed us to the point where we are now where we're pretty confident in who we're going after. So it's a brutal weekend. Yeah. A lot of work, Mm -hmm. a lot of mentor sessions, a lot of coaching. And so as you're going through this process, Uh, And as you're approaching kind of that final day, Mm -hmm. um, what are some things that, you know, you felt like, hey, these are invaluable lessons that you've been able to apply going forward? I think leveraging your team and their passions is really important. So if you have a designer on your team, you don't want to make them develop. You want to make sure that they're designing what they want to design and you want to help them in that process. And so I think One of the things that I did was I spoke with each of my members and I asked them what they wanted to contribute, how they wanted to contribute it, and how I could help them in that process. And we broke up into little teams, but we all worked together in the end. And I think like catering to who you're working with is really important. All right. Fantastic. So some people are confident. They come in to start up weekend like, yeah, I got the idea. I'm going to win. Yeah. Some people come in like, hey, let's just see what happens. Mm -hmm. So you're going towards the final day, Mm -hmm. and where did you guys place, and how did you feel about your placement? So we placed third, and we, at first we were kind of disappointed, but it was after the weekend when we were still passionate about the idea and we still wanted to make it happen that we realized that our placement didn't really matter. And I think, like, yeah, going in it for the first place win is great, but what does that get you if you, like, just like disband right after. It's the commitment to the idea that matters the most. And that's what I learned in the process. All right. So you get this prototype, you come in third, Mm -hmm. you know, but you don't hang your head, right? The Mm -hmm. team wants to continue building this thing. Yeah. So to what extent beyond just building a prototype and coming in, you know, and placing among all these startups, what are some other things that you, you, 
then did to make sure that this was a viable business, right? Mm-hmm. Not just an idea that could compete, yeah. but something that you could actually turn into a business. So uh, one of my members, Danielle, she works for Donato's and she has these free Donato's pizza cards. And one of the OSU games was going on. I think it was, was it Saturday? I'm pretty sure it was Saturday. So her and my other teammate, Vicky, went out and just surveyed people and got feedback on, like surveyed students and professionals about is volunteering important to you? Have you volunteered in the past? Um, where have you volunteered? How do you keep track of your hours? So we got some like real data from um, people who could potentially use that, and that was pretty useful. All right. Now, did you look at the competitive landscape at, at the end of the day? Because I know mm-hmm. at least locally of one mm-hmm. application yeah. that will not be named right now, but <laughs> she is the homie, so I'm kind of yeah. partial right now, mm-hmm. that's doing something similar. Not the same, but something yeah. similar. Yeah. So... Uh, as you're making a decision, right, that you're going to pursue an idea, when you have a competitor right in your backyard, what is that like? Right? Because I'm, I'm guessing yeah. volunteer hours, mm-hmm. you're competing probably locally first before you go national, and you yeah. have somebody right here doing something very similar. What is that like? I mean, you have Uber and Lyft. You have so many different companies that have rivals. And volunteering is one of those things where Sure, we're competing for a market base, but if we get as many people volunteering as we can, that's the goal, right? So it's good. Competition is good. It gets more people on volunteering. It gets more people passionate about their causes. And I don't think it's something to shy away from. I think it's something to welcome. All right. You, you don't have the elbows out. You know, you're not boxing out. You're, you're, you're not even getting there or you're not going to let me know on the podcast. <laughs> it's like that out here. <laughs> She doesn't think she's doing work. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, she leaves that to you? Okay, she'll let you throw the bows. Clayton's got that. Okay, all right. So um, are you thinking monetization right now? Are you mm-hmm. thinking just gaining users? Are you thinking about getting uh, organizations who are looking for, for, for volunteers? Are you doing all three? Where's your focus right now? Definitely all three, but it's validating all three. And so we're working through Revron Ventures right now. And they're helping us really understand our buyer and also our user. And um, I'm not going to go into too many details right now about that, but we are in the process of making sure that both will be perfect by the time we're ready. <laughs> all right. Well, let me, spark, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me stir up some controversy, right? Okay, okay. So one of the big things in fundraising is that you know, a lot of money gets spent fundraising, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So in the fundraising process, you've heard like maybe pennies on the dollar mm-hmm. actually end up uh, affecting the work that the charity wants to affect or having yeah. the impact that they want to have, right? Right. So much so that you actually have organizations that are that are grading charities, right? Right, right. Based on how much of the money actually ends up in the hands of the people it's intended to end up yeah. in. So you're a volunteer organization, right? You're connecting people. Mm-hmm. But I'm guessing in order to become a business, you have to monetize that, right? Right. Are you are, are you seeing like any landmines there where you could potentially be criticized? And criticism is going to come anyway with success, right? Right, right. But like you're skimming off the top, yo. <laughs> okay, that's not my goal at all. Okay, all right. Never, never, never would be my goal. All right. Yeah. I think, one, I'm not going to obviously divulge too much, but we're not charging the users and we're not taking money from donations. Um, We want to keep this clean and have some integrity while we do it and make sure that our goal is to improve the culture of volunteering in Columbus and on college campuses 
And we don't want to cheat people by doing that. So there's no way that we would do something like that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I, I hate that I have to do this, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't have to do this with dudes. I have guys on my podcast all the time. But okay. it's like you have to ask the female founder question. Mm. Now, and when somebody in the female community or like somebody in the Columbus community takes a vote, and all the ladies say, stop asking the female founder about what it's like to be a female founder. I'll stop. Okay? <laughs> Email me. But I guess it's an issue, right? Raising money. Female founder. Representation. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking about diversity and inclusion. E- issues like that. I want to stop asking. Yeah. But I have to ask. Yeah. What has that journey been like? It's definitely something that is new to me. Um especially just business in general. So I'm a neuroscience major. Um, I'm pre-med. I never thought I'd be the CEO of a company. And my team has done a pretty good job of supporting me in those ways where I've never felt like my identity as a female or uh, a minority or anything has limited me. I feel like, if anything, it's empowered me and it gives me a voice and a place to step up and talk about my challenges. Just like right here, I can talk about being a female and being a CEO. And I think that I've never felt like my voice has been shot down by anyone. And I'm I'm probably blessed to not have experienced that yet. Um, but I hope that it never does. And I don't think I'm the type of person to let it let anything stop me in that in that sense. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you're off and running, right? So you mm-hmm. said pre-med, um, but you're also a CEO. Yeah. You're going to have to make some choices here, I'm assuming. Yes. Right. So you yeah. got your baby, your passion. Uh, you know, you, 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 you're you on a career path that could be very, you know, considered by the world, by people. Hey, you made it. Right. But then you have to choose. Right. So mm-hmm. how do you what what is your decision making process? Like, what do you have to see serve us do mm-hmm. to continue that or continue to pursue another path that you came all the way to Columbus, Ohio to pursue? Right. right. What are you going to do? Man, that's a million-dollar question, right? Um, it's the billion-dollar question. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Uh, I was thinking about this last night, too. And I think what I've realized is I'm in a discovery phase of life, just like my my app. Um, I'm trying to figure out where I want to go and why I want to do what I do. And in order to do that, I have to validate it. And I have to talk to people. And so I'm talking to my professors. I'm talking to doctors. I'm talking to business people. Um, my team, they're all going through career changes, too. You know, like... I want to I want to align both of my passions. So maybe that looks like an MD MBA, who knows, but at the end of the day I want to do whatever can make the most impact. Can I get you to take a stand here? Okay. Can I get you on record about uh-huh. what you need to see serve us do to to like is there a a, a seismic shift right in the mm-hmm. future of this company? You know like you, you, we all have to come to a point like I work a, a day job. Yeah. And I have 614 startups. Yeah. I love my day job. Mm-hmm. I love 614 startups. So when am I going to give up one? Got it. I see. And if you want to, if you're not quite ready to answer, I'll take that too. Mm-hmm. But there might be folks listening, right? right? Right. Who are building something similar. They're scaling it up. They might not quite be in your situation yet. Mm-hmm. But have you thought about what that decisioning process might look like for you? Education is really important to me. So... Regardless, I want to finish my four years of college. I think if service t- took off and it was successful, 
I mean, it's- What does that mean? It means that every college student on their phone or on their iPad would have service and would be able to readily volunteer. It'd be a household name. Like, oh, you want to volunteer? Yeah, let's pull up service and volunteer. Um, It'd mean that people could, when they applied to college, use our app to verify their hours or med school or grad school or any other professional interest. Kind of like a LinkedIn, right? You can pull that up and you can show your job. Um, yeah, like this is where I've worked. This is my experiences, et cetera. Like that's what I want service to be for volunteering. Um, if it hit that point, yeah, I'd love for it to be my full-time gig, you know, but I also have this desire to be a doctor and I'm trying to reason through it and I'm not there yet, but I think I will be soon. <laughs> All right. So I'm previewing you the investor question, right? Uh-huh. So you're going through Rev1. Yeah. That, I, I don't know when that question is going to come, mm-hmm. but it's going to come. Yeah. Right. So I'm glad I'm the first one to ask you. I'm guessing I'm probably the first one to ask you so far, maybe besides family. You're the first person to like try to get me to give an answer. Okay. Because I'm able to like turn around it, you know, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. So um, for people going through Startup Weekend right Mm now, uh, what advice would you give them based on your experience and, and the progress that you've made so far? Make sure that you care about what you're doing and put your all into what you're doing because it's such an exciting weekend, you know? You get to build out an idea that you've been passionate about or work for an idea that someone else is passionate about and maybe grow passionate about it too. So just enjoy it. Um, Take it for what it is. And if something comes of it, run with it. Don't let it stop here. Make it happen. All right, fantastic. Yasmin, thank you so much. I appreciate the time. Now, we are live. We have an audience. Mm -hmm. I don't normally do this on the podcast. Are you down to take some questions? Of course. All right. We want to open it up. Any burning questions out there in the audience? Yeah, my guy in the back. Uh, did you always know you were going to be a founder, or did you stumble upon that here? So the question was, did you always know you wanted to be a founder, or was it uh, something that you discovered here? Completely stumbled upon it. I was com- like, I was straight pre-med. I had no idea what the business field was. I didn't even know what st- like the startup community in Columbus was until... I was recommended to it by my advisor, but I'm so glad to have found it. All right, right here. What has been the biggest challenge since leaving Startup Weekend Mm -hmm. and continuing to grow your idea in the business? So the question is, biggest challenge since Startup Weekend? My team can testify to this. We've had setbacks. We have had days where we feel like there's no way that this can happen um, and we don't know where to go. And I think... That's been the biggest challenge is moving through that mental hurdle of being a founder and knowing that there is competition in your area, knowing that people are doing what you're doing and being able to say, okay, I know that there's, there are other people out there, but I can still, I can still make an impact and I can still provide my unique perspective to solve this problem. One more back there. Are you more Bill Gates or Steve Jobs? Ooh, I love this question. Are you Bill Gates or Steve Jobs? You know, Bill Gates is like pretty philanthropic, but Steve Jobs... I have to say. Why can't she be like two females, yo? <laughs> See, that's part. No, I'm just kidding, man. I won't chastise you. I won't chastise you. See what I'm saying, though? All right, right here. If you could clone yourself, you had like another 40 hours each week. Would that clone be working on service or would it be working on another thing? Service. Oh, my God. Yeah. If I had a clone working, it would totally be for service. Just to like... I need that help right now, honestly. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, cool. no brainer. <laughs> All right, two more questions, if we have any. Yes. How, um, how did you get motivate your team? How do I motivate my team? 
Uh, well, Danielle does a pretty good job of that through Donato's. But um, other than food, I think... <laughs> <laughs> I think going back to the core of why we're doing what we're doing and reflecting on Startup Weekend and the impact that we just made in this short of time really draws us back into our purpose. And I think... That's what you're doing when you're forming a company. You're selling a purpose, you're selling a vision, and you want to make sure that everyone cares about what you care about, or else that leaves people uninspired. So. All right, right here, final so question. There, there may be people out there listening to this podcast, like mm -hmm. thinking about getting into a startup, but they haven't taken that step yet. Yeah. What would you tell somebody who's like thinking like you were over a year ago that maybe I should do this, maybe I should? What would you tell them? Jump in. Just jump in. Go for it because you don't know what'll come of it, and. Even if you get negative feedback, that's still feedback. It's better than that burning what if, what if, what if. And I'm so glad that I did that because I wouldn't have met these amazing people and I wouldn't have been sitting here today if it weren't for that leap. All right. Well, it's a wrap, folks. Yasmin, thank you so much. Let's give her a hand. Yes. Incredible. Incredible. 614 Startups Nation. It's a wrap. Thank you for listening. You can listen to this podcast on our website, www.614startups.com, and on all your favorite podcast channels like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and Google Podcasts. Make sure you like, subscribe, and comment. Also, 614startups.com is your one-stop shop for Columbus startup news, interviews, and events. Make sure you make 614startups.com part of your daily routine to stay up to date.